Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 107. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And yeah, welcome. Uh, we're back after a couple of weeks away. We always do the uh, two-weekly thing, so we're quite quite regular with that. Um, and yeah, I was uh, trying to think of an episode title for this podcast. You know, some, sometimes Fisher, don't we? We, we struggle with it, with thinking up a parody song because maybe not much is going on in the news, or not that you'd really, not not much that you'd really want to sort of sing about anyway, because some of it can be sort of, you know. Quite sad stuff that you you know, and uh, you know, I normally struggle to find something. And then what we had the you you sent me something through about the omicron omicron is that how you say it? I think so. I don't think I'm not sure anyone really knows how to say it, do they? Yeah. I mean, we've had the variants, and it's following the letters of the Greek alphabet, isn't it? Mm. So alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Mm-hmm. Next one should have been epsilon. Epsilon. All right. Okay. I think is the. E. Variant. Skip but that for some one, reason, we've gone for we've gone for Omricon, which presumably is the letter O in the Greek alphabet. Okay. Well, anyway, we've uh, they've got they've gone for that, and you sent me something saying we could do something about you know you give me a song idea, and then I yeah. thought, uh, well, no, because something else has come up, so we'll leave the Omricon thing, we'll ignore that for a bit, and then we'll do it in a few weeks once the Omricon thing's proper taken hold and so on. So we'll not do anything about it until later on down the line, which is. Kind of a similar sort of approach the government have with a lot of things, to be fair. Um, so that's all right. Um, but what we're going to do is I'm going to play today's song then first, um, which, of course, is relating to the alleged party that took place in Downing Street uh, over a year ago. in uh, Well, maybe just under a year ago in 2020. Or which party? Because it sounds like there might have been more than one at the minute. Uh, nobody actually knows for sure. Um not even Boris Johnson, although he might actually know, but he just maybe doesn't want to say. But anyway, uh, so I've got us a song, Fisher. You ready for it? Let's hear it. Here Let's it hear it and wince so, and weep at what's going on. Wint? I mean, no, wince. It's a, it's a decent effort at a song. But anyway. Oh, no. That's not a comment in relation to the song. It's the fact that we've got to record it because of the current situation. <laughs> so you've all heard uh, S Club Party, haven't you? Ain't no party like an S Club Party. Well... It's better than that now because there ain't no party like a Tory club party. Christmas 2020 at Downing Street, cheese and wine are plenty. Gotta get moving, they can't be late. To break all the rules, they just can't wait. Break the rules, push the boundaries, don't social distance. Get ready, everybody, because here they go. What I can tell the right honourable gentleman is that. Uh, is that all guidance was followed uh, completely during number 10. It was fine for him and his friends to throw a boozy party in Downing Street. We'll throw the hands in the air Like they just don't care There's a party over there there's a party over there. Pretty's doing her dance. Matt Hancock's looking for romance. Reese Mogg's getting down on the floor. While Dad Harding screaming out for more money. Wanna see Raw upswing? Wanna see Rishi do his thing? Then we got Bojo running the show. Get ready, everybody, cause here they go. Tory Club. They're gonna show you how. As ever, one rule for them, another rule for everybody else. 
So there you go, yeah, Tory club, uh, ain't no party like a Tory, Tory club party. Uh, and you already heard that earlier, because I put that on a bit earlier today. So, so uh, I, I pe- did did listen to it earlier on, Jimbo, yes. Mm. What intrigued me a bit is, do you think part of the confusion is that they're called the Conservative Party? Yeah. And now, to be fair, it wasn't actually the Conservative <laughs> having the party. It was the staff at number 10, which is not just Tories. Uh, but that probably helps some of the confusion. You shouldn't it? be saying this because if, if Boris Johnson does in, in the very, you know, unlikely event listen to this, he's going to go, hmm, mm. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be his excuse for the next three weeks. Next time he's criticised, he said, w- there was no social gathering and I'm not going to be criticised by the Labour Party. Casting your stones at me, you're a party as well. Hey, hey. I'm sure we'll get on to talking more about this uh, a little bit later on. But first, I thought we'd go and do some breaking news. Anything to note, Fisher? Uh, I met an old family friend last night. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I was, I, look- I was looking at your Instagram, and yeah, I saw, um, I saw that you'd gone to uh, see uh, some, some animals flapping about in some water. Is this not the family friend you was referring to? Uh, no, it's slightly offensive to uh, Javier, the eight-year-old Mexican <laughs> man that I know, who is a, a fantastic family friend who I've probably only met a handful of times because he lives in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I don't. So you remember on the podcast a few weeks ago, I was wearing a Mexico shirt. Yeah, he bought me that shirt years and years and years ago. I can't believe it still fits you. Was it massive when he first got it? Yeah. Well, no. To be fair, I've not really grown. I'm still quite sure. I've, I've pretty much been the same size since. But I, was, I remember so, you having yeah. that shirt, like you know, when you were like 14 or something. Maybe. Yeah, but I'm sorry, Jim. I'm still probably the same size I was when I was about fourteen. I um, think you, I think you did yeah. grow a tiny bit between age fourteen and sixteen, at least. Yeah, well, maybe not not as much as I would have hoped. Um, so yeah, it's the first time I've seen him in, in probably about thirteen years. I think I, I tracked back. I think it was two thousand eight last time I saw him. Um, and what intrigued me a little bit is because of current social distancing rules, we went out, we had something to eat in town. We went to Piccolino's. Have you ever been to Piccolino's? Uh, it, I haven't been, but it's an Italian, isn't it? It is, yes. I mean, um, it, name's a bit of a giveaway, but... Yeah, what were the chances of that? <laughs> um, and they've got a, do you know where it is? Have you seen it? Uh, it's Have yeah, it's it's in the new near where the cheese grater car park is. I can't remember near Smoke Barbecue and all that. I can't remember exactly. Is it St Paul's Parade? Is it or something like that? Yeah, around there. Sort of. It's next to the Cafe Nero or yeah. it's opposite Pizza Express. But it's got sort of these kind of outdoory area, outdoors kind of areas. So they kind of like built like a patio extension bit, and it's undercover. So they had no one sat inside the restaurant. They said everyone was sat inside the um, inside the patio bit. It was covered, but so but there's fresh air coming in, um, and there were patio eaters there as well, and all this sort of stuff. And guess what happened? No idea. Go on. Um, it 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 collapsed. It rained. Yeah, no, it was it was quite cold last night. It was sort of a few degrees. Very very cold. Very freezing. Frank uh, Javier is there, and he's from Mexico, quite a central central place in Mexico at times where it's sort of forty two degrees during the height of summer. And we're taking him somewhere, and he sat outside in very, very cold, a few degrees centigrade. Do you know what he said? It's too what? He said, yeah, can you turn the patio eaters off, please? Really? It's too, yeah, it's, it's too warm. That's strange. I bet you wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> he must have, must have got his thermal filter or something. No, how cold <laughs> it potentially gets. But um, so the rest of us were sat there freezing cold while he's, uh, oh, yeah, it's too hot for me, this thing. You live in the mountain regions of, uh, of Mexico, where it's 
very, very hot and very humid during the summer. But uh, but there we go. So that was that was my breaking news. And also, I got to see some seals. You did. Which I think I also put some pictures on Instagram of. Yeah, you did. And uh, you did, did some very good um, commentary on, this, on the seal, what looked like mm. a bit of a seal race, although it was racing against itself. But moving quite quickly, weren't it? Yeah, doing a bit of a slip and slide thing. Yeah. Um, and also, there the were two seals having a fight, which apparently is quite a common common occurrence, doing a bit of, um, you know... Slapping. Typical. Well, they bite each other as well. Oh, I was a bit they? concerned, because they've drawn blood, yeah. Um, but I was speaking to one of the people there who said, ah, oh, it's just like blubber, it's just kind of, it's not, not anything mm-hmm. to worry about, they don't actually hurt themselves, it's just sort of the dominant males trying to kind of be territorial and kind of, um, yeah... Gain territory and kind of gain mates from the from the females. Well, in the it, dominant position. it just looked like a sort of like mud bath, didn't it? Because at first I thought it was butlins and it just needed a bit of a yeah. a bit of money spending on it, but no, no, it was it wasn't mud. Unfortunately, we've still got a thing where sewage is kind of been dumped in the sea. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think so. And but they were yeah, definitely so they were definitely they were definitely seals and just not massive turds. <laughs> Could have been, yeah. <laughs> I did see I did see one that sort of thought, "Oh, tell you what, that looks like it's." Looks a lot like a log, <laughs> and I thought actually, I think actually it is a log. That'd be, that'd be why. Because they're also different shapes and sizes as well. Mm. It's a very, very enjoyable day. Have you ever been at all, or or not? I've been to Cleethorpes, which is where it was, wasn't it? Uh, it's a bit down from Cleethorpes. Oh. About half an hour's drive down, but yeah, well, whereabouts was away. it again? Sorry, a uh, place called Donna Nook. Um, yeah, it was at her house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, they've got an RF base there as well, and then there's the yeah, um, yeah, it's just kind of the you've. A nature reserve, and uh, it's just yeah, it's kind of fenced off slightly. Cause it's, I think, technically speaking, it's MOD territory that you kind of are walking past, and you can see all the seals. Just well, yeah, I, I was slightly confused because we were at an RAF base, and there were loads of seals in the water. I thought, well, they got some Navy seals there, but it turned out it was actually no, the wrong seals. type of seals. Wrong type of seals, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't. Was, you can't. You can't imagine they'd do very well if they, you know, like like the sort of Osama bin Laden sort of, um, you know operation that they undertook where they dropped in yeah. down ropes from a helicopter you can't imagine those type of seals doing that very well they'd sort of just like flop and don't be, don't be able to hold on to the rams they'd be flapping around too much yeah. I think onto the rope yeah, yeah. I mean you, know, you could train them to like bounce balls on the nose and stuff but I don't <laughs> think you could take down <laughs> terrorists or anything like that yeah Um. Yeah. but anyway uh, so do you want my breaking news yeah go on that's it nothing massive really but pints of Sheffield who are a uh, Instagram account who do lots of like uh, reviews and sort of well, kind of like reviews, but do a lot of like, promotion for Sheffield pubs, bars, bottle shops, all that kind of thing. They asked me to do a bit of writing for them on their website. And I was quite chuffed about that. So yeah, so what that's you, what have you written for them? Nothing yet. <laughs> too, oh. bu- too busy doing this rubbish. Yeah. I'm joking, of course. But right. I mean that's why we call waste of web space, isn't it? So yeah. we're not false advertising. Um, so, what you, have you got any plans? Are you going to be reviewing pubs, bars, beer shops? Well, I will be. I will be doing that, uh, writing about you know things. But I got to chat the other day with. Uh, have you, you've had Kellam Island beers before, haven't you? And uh, don't know if you've had little critters beers in the past. Uh, you were fairly new, sort of craft brewery on the scene. Like been going for a couple of years now, but they're very much the craft sort of brewery market and stuff. And then I also spoke to the Abbeydale. You've had a, you'll have had a beers from Abbeydale before. The Abbeydale sort of can designers and so on as well. And uh, the the little uh, the Kellam Island and little Mester's guy sent me some comics through that he's done. And it's I don't I think these are quite rare, and it's uh, basically it's the it's the it's Wednesday it's 
not really Wednesday versus United, but it's the Pirate against the Owl, like a football oh. match. And it was like a crowdsourced thing. It was funded. So there's a lot, a lot of the people who star in it or the things in it has been sort of, it's like crowdsourced, but the crowd who help fund it get to input into the comic and the story and stuff like that. So I got sent this for free and it came through the post today, which I was very impressed with. Uh, I don't, I don't want to open it. I've got, I've got a few copies. Um, if you want to have a look at one, Fisher. Um, um, yeah, absolutely. Not now, obviously, because we're doing the podcast. But exactly, yeah. In so, course. but I might write about uh, him because I had a good chat with him about his uh, his uh, beer um, pump clip designs and craft beer can designs and so on. Uh, and also, it's called poster, which is from one of the from one of the uh, teams. So they've got the you've got the pirates. Can you see this? There you go. The pirates yep. and the and the owls, obviously, or the crimson the crimson cutlers. It says. And then the Steel Talons are the teams. There you go. So, yeah. that He's called Jim Connolly, by the way. So, a big shout-out to Jim Connolly for that. So, I might, yeah, that might be the first thing I write about anyway. But they're quite rare, then. I'm going to get them framed, I think. I mean, so. I've, I've, I know it's a bit of a Sheffield theme on the drawings. And we're quite keen to get some... I mean, I've, I've also kind of built a bar area uh, in our conservatory, but I just don't bang on about it all the time like you do with yours. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I've yet to do my own podcast uh, relating to it. And... I want to try and get some bits of artwork. We'll try and get sort of like some Sheffield theme artwork, so something similar to like Pete McKee style stuff. And yesterday when we were out um, meeting Javier from Mexico, um, we were in a place and it got someone who'd made kind of like an A to Z of Sheffield. Uh, and I, I didn't take a picture of it, unfortunately, but I get a very clear, strong distinction that this person was a Sheffield United fan. Okay. Because under you, it said United, and a picture of a Sheffield United player. And under W, it had something that was no relation to Sheffield Wednesday whatsoever. So it was quite a, quite a clear instinct <laughs> on that front. You thought, doing about Sheffield, you're kind of potentially losing half your market there. It's just kind of <laughs> stick. Even if you're not a Wednesday fan, just put Wednesday for W, you'll be fine. Well, uh, you, if you want some of this, you, you, if you want some artwork, there's some Sheffield artwork just here. Oh, and I can put you on to Jim as well. Yeah, on the, on the point, actually, of um, saying I can come and have a look at it, once again, weren't we actually meant to be sat next to each other podcast? Well, we had today, to, but, but it was a, maybe the rules were going to change. Who know? Who knows? No, but we Work will. Do. If you can. We will. Maybe it's the Christmas special episode. Could be, um, but we've got to make sure all rules are adhered to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no parties. Mm. Well, no, I think we can have parties. I think you can this year. No, that's fine then. Okay. Right. Should we? Uh, should we move forward? Yep. <laughs> Notice how we didn't know whether you could have parties or not at first because nobody comes to our parties. So, yeah. beers, uh, what have you got? Uh, I have got some... It's, it's, I think it's my final bit of Isle of Wight beer, um, which probably means we've done four podcasts since sort of October time. And it's from Goddard's Brewery. It's called Starboard, um, which is obviously a part of the ship, isn't it? I can't remember whether it's the right-hand side or the left-hand side of the ship. Depending on, I suppose it depends whether you're looking at it or whether you're looking out from it. Um, but yeah, a shipping reference. Obviously, Isle of Wight, well known for uh, sailing and all that sort of stuff. From Goddard's Brewery, based on Ride at the Isle of Wight. That was the brewery that didn't turn me away. And um, I'm not sure if there's much taste notes on it. It's aromatic. Um, and yeah, that's about it. All it says <laughs> on it, really. A golden aromatic session beer. 
So I don't know if... But, but, you know when they call something a session beer? Yeah. Does that mean they just want you to drink as much of it as possible and keep drinking it, there? It means, yeah, you can. it's one that you can have a couple of. So, you know, quite a few of. Whereas if you picked up like a 6.5%, it wouldn't usually be called a session beer because it would be a bit be a bit stronger and not really advisable. You have too many of them, I suppose. I um, still have a session on that, I'm telling you. So for me... So that's me got ours anyway. I've got this one. And again, going back to Freebies, we're having a good week for Freebies. Allendale Brew Co. or Brewery in uh, Durham. Um, so someone I've uh, been sort of chatting to and and so on uh, on Instagram. They work for a brewery in Durham, and they've uh, sent me some free beer. It wasn't Allendale an actor who was in um, Neighbours? It's not Alan. Not Alan. Alan Dale. Alan Dale. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> It sounds like I just said the same thing, but anyway, this is a Pennine Pale, four percent. I've had I've had two of their drinks so far. They they're a brewery who have done like traditional beers in the past, and then they're also entering the craft beer market now. And I've had one of uh, I had their a se- like one of their seasonal beers, Winter Ale, uh, the other day, which was a little bit of a like a uh, roasted malt sort of flavour to it. Um, so kind of a little bit. Stouty flavoured in a sense, but not really stouty. Uh, but that was that was all right. I'm say it's not the kind of thing I'm normally into. Um, and then I had one of their um, IPAs the other day, which was really good. So now I'm back on one of their traditional beers, and it's um, yeah, Pennine Pale, four percent. And I've even got a bottle opener to open it with from Alan Dale. From Alan Dale himself. So there we go. Yeah. So here's to Alan Dale Brewery or the bloke who was on Emmerdale, uh, according to, but- to Fisher. Neighbours. Neighbours, um, all right, okay. He played Jim Robinson um, in Neighbours. Right, okay. That's that it. your soap knowledge. Um, okay, so... It was also... It, it was in... It was in. Have you ever watched the programme NCIS? I haven't. Is it like a crime programme? Yeah, like, it's a bit like sort of CSI. It's, uh, it's probably had about 20 series of it now, and it's kind of... It's na- Naval um, Criminal Investigation Service, and... That means they explore in... people's belly buttons? Yeah, I think so, yeah. There's a lot of crimes that sometimes take place near there, so <laughs> it does require um, certain things. But he was in that, and bizarrely, he played he played a character in that that was called... His, his first name was Tom. Guess what his surname was? Tom. No, it wasn't Tom Tom. Yeah, it wasn't Satna, <laughs> who taught people how to go. But it's, it's, it's almost as ridiculous as that, I would say. Tom Tank. Not quite. Tom Tittle. Not Tittle. Tom... Tom Thumb. Not Tom Thumb. Tom Mass. Not Tom Mass. <laughs> kind of getting close, though. Tom Me. No, no that do not really make much sense. Tommy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it becomes a word. Okay. I'll, I'll, I think I'm going to tell it. Yeah. Shall I tell you? Go on. His character was called Tom Morrow. That's terrible. Mm. Mm. I don't I don't quite know how they managed to get away with it, really, having such a stupid name for a character. But yeah, that was that was Alan Dale here. Right, okay. <laughs> anyway, um hold on a minute. Sorry, just got somebody calling. It's uh oh it's it's yes today. Hi <laughs> <laughs> Right, should we move on? Yes, let's move on. Uh, 
Uh, very nice, this beer from Allendale, by the way. Enjoying it. And I also like how they, um, there's a lot of detail on the back of the bottle. It says sort of like what hops they've used in it, what malts, and then like, what colour you expect it to be. So if you're in a shop, you pick it up and find out if it's your kind of thing or not quite easily. Um, yeah, because obviously you can't really tell from looking at a bottle because they normally come in the brown bottles. So. <laughs> yeah, um, it's brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, it's my show and tell. So... I've picked uh, two stories out for you. You've got to tell me which one's true, and they both relate to something sweet. So story number one is that um, I sat on a cake, and story number two is that I slept on some chocolate. Which one's true? So how did you sit on a cake? I um, got... I I was in an event, and I got back to my table, uh, and I sat on my chair... But little known to me, either I'd knocked some cake off the table onto my chair, or a waiter or waitress, do we use the, both those terms now? A, a member of the waiting team waiting, yeah, dropped cake on my seat, and I didn't know and sat down and sat on a cake. What type of cake was it? I think it was just a sort of traditional jam and sponge type thing, so Victoria sponge sort of thing with cream on it and stuff, I think. Um, do, you, do you like cake? Are you a cake eater? Uh, I like eating it. I just don't like sitting on it. Mm. Okay. Um, what time during the event was this? Uh, it was about in the middle of the event, I think. I'd been up on stage and done my bits and then went back to sit down again. I was going to go up again later. I was all suited and booted and everything. And, uh, yeah. So, so when cake. you said you were on stage, what was your role in the event i was uh, presenting an awards evening well i think that's, i think that's, that can't be true that's a lie no if one. i said if i said i was winning i won an award then it might have been a lie yes yeah, i suppose that's the most likely interaction you will have with an award <laughs> is either giving it out or yeah, presenting presenting, it presenting. Yeah. yeah i wasn't i wasn't like you know one someone at the baftas who you know, someone from another film who's like, "Oh, we've got famous actor, bloody blah, 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 up to present this award or whatever." I was, I was hosting the awards night, sort of thing. I was, I was the host. <coughs> well done. Uh, yeah. So, what was the awards called? It was the Barnsley College Excellence Awards. All oh, right, okay. And I can't remember exactly what year. I think I don't know before 2015. How many times did you present it? I'm assuming only once, probably. Twice, possibly. Really? I think twice. I think. Who did who did they who did they bring in to do it after you finished it? Um, who replaced you? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if they they started hiring, hiring professionals. No, <laughs> I wasn't asked to do it. Because um, I've 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 done cricket presentation like five times, albeit it's not quite the same of the same stature. And, and what was your audience like? How many people were there? There was probably about three hundred. No, oh, right. I've, I've only it's I've not, only ever done sort of hundred or so. The the biggest audience I did was to um, about. Five six hundred, which I think's the staff seminar, but that's staff, you know, all no, no, rows sorry. and stuff. The six hundred that you presented, that was the staff party at Downing Street, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Can you remember? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, which we, we uh, might not have happened. It may. I'm sure it wasn't. It didn't happen. And even if it did, the rules were, were followed. followed. Yeah, I've been assured. <laughs> so okay, so you were who? Who were you? As the presenter, you said you you sat down. So were you having something to eat as well? Yeah, I was. was I was being. Yeah, it was a meal as part of it. So I was sat on different tables with mixture of sponsors and award nominees and winners and stuff like that. And uh, I was on one table, and yeah, I was. I got a nice suit and everything on, and obviously I had to get up on stage and then 
Yeah, the the cake what? sitting up and. What what did you have to get back up on the stage after you'd sat on the cake? I did, yes. And what colour was your suit? It was and it, was it a visible mark. It was quite a light grey colour suit. Oh, so it one, wasn't yeah. yeah, it wasn't ideal. It weren't like it mm. were dark black, you know, but I think anything would have showed up to fair on any colour suit, but okay. Yeah. Did did anyone assist you getting the cake off your bottom at all or or not? Uh I I yeah, I I asked a member of the waiting team who happened to be a young lady if you could give my bottom a wipe um yeah. to which i was uh, quickly replaced as the host of the award <laughs> so <laughs> no no i was uh, I, I just sort of tried to get it off myself with napkins and a couple of members of the team were chucking their napkins towards me to help mm-hmm. me out so yeah uh, but I, I can okay. only assume it was a member of the waiting waiting on team that had dropped it off some sort of like plate or platter as they were serving up and hmm. yeah that's how it landed on my seat okay so it could have landed option. on my lap if i was there it could have landed on my lap i suppose yeah which would be just as bad yeah i was once i once went to one of these nights and uh, for some reason someone just had you know they do that bit where the pouring you've yeah. got a coffee they just like have the big um uh kettles and you just sort of not kettles but big teapots and you just pour coffee whatever tea and coffee one lad just had like coffee just poured directly straight into his lap. <laughs> it can't have been can't have been particularly comfortable. Um, so yeah, so, so that was the first one. So obviously, the second option was sorry that you'd the presumably th- done something stupid, but I can't remember uh, what it was. Uh, yeah, so I slept on a chocolate. Slept on a chocolate. So you woke up covered in presumably brown, sticky substance, <laughs> and you think it was chocolate. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I woke up covered in a brown, sticky substance um, mm-hmm. one morning, and uh, I also realised I was sleeping on some chocolate as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what was the chocolate in question? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it was like some sort of mint. Right. As in, uh, well, what kind of mint? Uh, well, like a, a, a smallish mint like that, in like a foil thing. It was so sort of you... stuck to me. What time did you go to bed the night before? Was it after eight? <laughs> I think it was like maybe after twelve. It was a it was a late night after a night out, sort of okay. drinking and all that kind of thing. And yeah, what was the what was the consequence? What did you, well, what did you do afterwards? Well, I, I woke up and, and this and and I and I found this and it was it was on my shorts mm-hmm. uh, that I woke up with this brown sticky substance on my shorts uh, and I was obviously in a lot of shock. And I sort of like sneaked, thinking I didn't know what had gone off. Sneaked off to the bathroom to try and sort myself out. Couldn't understand what had gone on. Couldn't understand what had gone on the night before. And then mm-hmm. I realised um, <laughs> when I told somebody that it wasn't actually chocolate. It wasn't actually what I thought it was. I thought it was yeah. something had happened to me in the night. And I, you know, too much to drink, some bad stomach or something. And uh, I woke up, yeah, with all that on me, and then I found out a little bit later on from conversation with somebody else it was actually chocolate, and I right. slept on chocolate. Who, whose bed were you sleeping in at the time? It was my, a hotel bed, so my own bed in a hotel. Oh, right. Um Yeah. Were you flying solo, so to speak, in the hotel room? or were you... uh, No, there was, there was somebody else guess. in the bed next to me, and somebody else in another room. I was like, in a in a in a room where that had two separate beds, and then in another room there was one bed. It was like a sofa bed in the other room in the like lounge area sort of thing of this uh, hotel apartment. That so I basically like a rather large. Was this? Sorry, go on. Uh, so I basically woke up and thought that I'd pooped myself in the night. Yeah. 
Um, because I've said chocolate, which mm-hmm. which had we want on. we want a, a lad's holiday of some form. Or... Yes, a stag do. Fair enough. Um, so which, let's be honest, it's quite a feasible time to a stag do, going on a stag do is probably a more plausible time to chat yourself than most other times. To be fair, I would say. <laughs> without one to without one to analyse the situation too much, <laughs> albeit the fact that you smelled minty afterwards probably might have been a giveaway for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the reaction from the other people? Did they also think you'd? There was a lot of laughing, but it did turn out that it had, it had been a prank and that somebody right. had purposely put the hotel room chocolate mm-hmm. in my bed under my sheets and under the actual duvet cover so rather than it being on your pillow where it should be i think or in the jar of the room where the coffees and stuff are they decided to put the chocolate under my bed sheet what i what i don't believe about this story is that you would go on a stag do and you would stay in hotel of such quality that left chocolates out (laughs) on the pillow well you don't know where it was do you well i'm it's a stag do, so you probably went to no one. No stag do's you went on to. You go to. It was probably abroad. Yeah, abroad. Yeah, I've always been probably... to rubbish places abroad. Though some places don't don't have rubbish hotels to stay in. Well, in which case, you wouldn't go on a stag do there, would you? Well, we did. Okay, where where was it went to then? Barcelona. Okay, and there's no rubbish hotels in Barcelona then. No hostels. Well, it's not really a stag do no. type of place, and we didn't. We, yeah, we didn't stay in a hostel. It, we 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 had a decent hotel. What make was a hotel then? I, I can't remember that, I'm afraid. Can you not? No. Whose stag do was it? At Solway's. Was it? Yeah. Fair enough. The old Costa del Sol wife? Yeah. Is it the Costa del Sol Barcelona or not? Uh, that's, that's no, it's uh, further yeah. towards the bottom, I think, Spain. Barcelona's yeah, well, on the other side, I think. Can't have everything, can you? Okay, so option one, you accidentally sat on a cake. Yeah. Whilst implausibly being asked to present a, a, an award ceremony on two occasions. Yeah. I mean, I can I can plausibly believe that you presented a award ceremony on one occasion, and then were politely asked to not do it the following year, as were two years on the trot. Not sure about that. The second story, you thought you'd shout yourself, perfectly plausible, <laughs> uh, but it turned out to be a chocolate, not quite as plausible, <laughs> and you'd stayed in a hotel that was of sufficiently good quality whilst on a stag do. But the, by the sounds of it, you were in some kind of suite. Not what ends up in your bed, um, that had got rooms, but also a, a second room with well, someone no, sleeping in the bed there. It was like, no, it was like, it was like one of those apartments where you've got like a, it's all open plan apart from one bedroom, but the, the sort of kitchen and, uh, the kitchen, kitchen. area, the kitchen area, yeah, like a little, a little sort of kitchen area sort of thing. Um, not a big one. It's like, like an apartment type. It was, it was quite big for a, a stag do hotel, to be fair. And then, you had the like sort of sofa area which turned into a bed and then there was a, a cast off room. Um yeah, which was like the, the bedroom and a toilet obviously. So the the Barnsley Excellence Awards, did was Dickie Bird there? Uh I oh I don't know if he was at that one or not. Uh but who was there? I think Dan Jarvis was there though. Was he? Mm-hmm. He's throwing cake at you. And um... Millie Millie something. Um I can't remember a second name, Millie she's a book writer, he... famous book writer. Uh, from Barnsley, um, Millie Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I think I'm ready to make a like on, a stab then. in the dark. Which is not a reference to you pooing yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to say it's the first one that you accidentally sat on some cake. Well done. That is correct. I did sit on some cake, and I did not sleep on top of some chocolate. 
That was a, a lie, that one. So, yeah, well done. Congratulations. Um, are we moving on? Let's move on. So, should we just get on with the Downing Street party thing? Because that's been the big thing, hasn't it? It's been sort of talked about over the last uh, particular 24 hours, but then uh, kind of started a few days ago as well. So, yeah, this sort of party thing, it's not fair, is it? It's uh, it, it looks It looks like it's happened. Some sort of party, possibly more than one, it looks like... Uh, it, it looks like it's happened, it's occurred because of the sort of, you know, videos that have come out, the various witnesses that there seems to have been and now the kind of very, very um, sort of language being used by the Prime Minister and the uh, his sort of team around him. It sounds like something's mm. actually taken place. Um, yeah. Sounds like it, yep. And it's, um, it's sad because obviously there were a lot of people who couldn't do that last year, couldn't have, you know, you, the people were specifically told and advised not to have uh, Christmas parties, Christmas lunches, there were people who told, uh, you know, not to go to, to hospitals at certain times because of COVID, people not to have funerals in such big numbers, and there were a lot of things you just couldn't do, and there's a lot of things, you know, that are still quite difficult and, you know, been quite heartbreaking for a lot of people, and then for people to find out that only, you know, a year ago... Uh, the people giving us these rules and telling us what to do weren't abiding by them themselves, and it's not the first time either that they've been they've been caught out. The people who should be setting an example uh, haven't been. Yeah, which is what's quite heartbreaking about it, really. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people who haven't followed the rules, quite simply, and it's very very frustrating. Um, and yeah, I, I just I just find it so disappointing that we're not we're not practicing what we preach. Oh, well, no, sorry, that's, that's not true. It's not us that's not doing it. A lot of people are following the rules. But how, how can he seriously still be our Prime Minister when... And we get some nonsense today. Oh, it's going to be investigated. You think, this happened where you lived. <laughs> how can you not know about it? And you weren't allowed to go out at the time, so you must have been there. <laughs> and what's happened is that there has been um, someone who's been... Well, the Prime Minister's spokesperson has resigned after she was caught on camera making comments about the alleged party. Um, her name's Allegra Stratton. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. It, to stand on. Alleg- <laughs> is, it, is, it not, is that not her who presented the uh, Real Wild show? I don't think it is. I oh, right, think okay. so. Could be, not that I'm aware of that. Am, um, I, f- am I thinking of Michaela Strachan? Could be. All right, um, okay. Obviously, Michaela Strachan spent a lot of time with horrible poisonous animals, as were... Allegra Stratton uh, just spent time with Tory, polit- uh, Tory politicians, so completely different kettle of fish. Uh, she's resigned because she made <laughs> Which one's worse? Comments. Is that what, is that what we're saying? Which one's worse? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She's resigned because she made comments about making light of the party that didn't happen. So, so why she's, re- that? she's why resigned. She she's resigned when when she when apparently there wasn't a party. Yes, that's very odd. Um, the police have said they will not investigate it. Uh, because they don't investigate retrospective crimes. Oh right, okay. Um, I mean, what? Surely does that? Well, that, well, they... that makes sense because didn't Dominic Raab say the other day that uh, the police won't look into crimes from a year ago? Didn't he say something like that just the other day? Well, yeah, they said that they won't look at retrospective crimes. But I mean, what what are we supposed to do? Ask him to investigate a burglar that's happening next Wednesday? <laughs> I mean, I don't quite, I don't quite get it at times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
I'm not quite sure it's um, yeah. I'm not quite sure it's, uh, it's 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 a very good situation, really. Um, it's distracting from the guidance that is coming out. Um, the new responsibilities we should be taking to sort of stem the flow of the new COVID variants, uh, all because of a party that was held. You know, we don't really know details of the party. Apparently, there was a secret Santa involved. Uh, your mum was there, apparently, playing golf. Of course, yeah, that? she was there. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Other party games were played as well. Yeah, well, there was, there was pin the the tail on the donkey, and um, which apparently was really easy because there was loads of donkeys there, so that was quite yeah. an easy game. Um, oops, upside your head. They did that. Um, although, of course, yeah. don't forget, you know, although Boris Johnson denies a party happened, um, they followed. Uh, <laughs> if the, if there was a party, even the, there wasn't a party, but if there was a party, all also all rules were were followed. So I think they were all wearing masks while doing oops upside your head. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, oops upside your head is a joke about mm-hmm. uh, a boat, isn't it? And uh, obviously, we don't want the metaphor of a sinking ship to be uh, used <laughs> to talk about this government. Well, they were playing. Um, I heard they were playing past the past the parcel as well. The parcel was actually just like multi million pound contracts, and that's just how they decided to distribute the. Uh, the, all this sort of you know funding out to to various um, friends within the, the Tory party and the donors and so on. No, no, I think you misheard. Actually, it was pasta parcel. I mean, oh, there's right, a shortage okay. of it, so it's quite valuable to yeah, people true. trying to just get the pasta. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so that's a bit of a joke from eighteen months ago, isn't it? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been that's been going on, and it's pretty disgraceful, really. Um, for want of a better word. There are new measures coming in, new recommendations from the government, and how are people seriously expected to? follow them mm-hmm. if the people giving the instructions out aren't doing that mm. it's a really really disappointing thing mm. but you know no so. they could they could have you know if they if they have had a party and they've been they've been trying to be careful I mean, they could have done musical chairs and the chairs could have been sort of like you know two meters apart that mm. kind of thing yeah but it's interesting because boris announced earlier on that uh, england were going to move on to plan b and i thought they were talking about the cricket mm. because did you see i mean you're not really into cricket are you well, the Ashes started last night. They did. Uh, I think the England cricket team are also moving on to Plan B <laughs> because it was going so well right up until the first ball was bowled. It's even I know this for sure. I know that they got bowled yeah. out on the first ball. First five match series. I mean, it sets the tone for the series. And poor old Rory Burns. He, he got bowled. It, it was a terrible way of getting out as well. Clean bowl, first ball around his legs, and it's yeah, not the best start to the series. Are they are they playing right um, now as we as we're broadcasting? No, they they start at midnight. All oh, right, uh, well midnight hour time. But you staying yeah, up? You staying up for that? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, I might try and stay up and keep me radio on, kind of thing. But it's difficult to stay up for it when you're a, a working man. You have to up, up early in the morning. I remember as a student, I could quite easily stay up for until two, three, four o'clock in the morning or whatever. But I've got a slightly different body clock nowadays. Um, now I have to get up early for work and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I. I I, um, yesterday, I think I stayed up till about quarter, quarter to midnight. I'd, I'd heard the toss. I knew England were going to be batting. I'd heard a bit of the build-up, and then I fell asleep. And then I woke up about 45 minutes later. It was all over. And I, we, we, we'd lost three wickets. <laughs> um, Joe Root had just got out for a duck. And I, I get kind of alerts on my on my phone when England lose a wicket, or take a wicket as well. When the wicket falls in either a Yorkshire game or an England game, I get an alert on my phone saying this wicket's fallen. And I just like sort of, oh. Three wickets down, I thought, Lavlock Sue's out. Scrolled through it, and it said, you know, Rory Burns, bold, first ball of the game, I think. 
Well, terrible. If you had these alerts on your phone, I bet you got loads of outs the other day. Then didn't you? Out alerts when Yorkshire cricket. When we what happened to Yorkshire cricket? Uh, Sixteen of them. Uh, loads of alerts yeah. on your phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't alert for members of staff getting sacked. Oh right, okay. Um, so Yorkshire uh, basically sacked sixteen members of staff, um, which there there are certain issues that need to be addressed at Yorkshire Cricket Club, and uh, Darren Goff has come back in as managing director of cricket. Uh, not the first time he's kind of come back to save the club, and hopefully can sort of bring about change and kind of help to create a more inclusive culture within the club. Um, but I'm just kind of wondering, Jim. I mean, there needs to be change at the club. Obviously, I think that's sort of everyone accepts that and understands that. We need to treat people fairly and give everyone the same equal opportunities. And by the sounds of it, there's certain things that have happened in the past that aren't good and aren't pleasant and a culture that you don't want to have in your club. So I think out of those 16 people who were sacked, some of them probably quite rightly so. By the same token, though, how does sacking six members of your uh, physiotherapy team manage to eradicate the problem of racism in your cricket club? I don't quite, I don't quite get it at times. There's a, there seems to be a slight, Sweeping generalisation that, bang, there you go. Mm. And in a thing where you need to actually help to bring people together, um, and also as well, you need to kind of educate people and make them understand, you know, that there's probably people who haven't had some of the training, haven't been taught various things that should have been taught over time, and that's a big failing. And that's not always necessarily their fault that they haven't kind of gone through that process. But yeah, I just think the fact that they've got rid of their entire medical team probably isn't uh, isn't the smart... Is it, doesn't really address the problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah, it's not like they were, well, well I don't know, they weren't refusing to treat certain people, were they? Uh, no, 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 not as far as I'm aware. <laughs> right. Um, but there we go. Well, from so, from, yeah. cri- from cricket to the Olympics, um, yeah, yeah the, 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 the boycotting the Olympics. Oh, no, so we're back onto cricket, boycott, yep, thank oh, you yeah. very much, Jim, yeah, and you're yeah. to cricket at that. Yeah, no, apparently we're, we're boycotting the Olympics, or, well, not, not the actual sporting side of it, the diplomatic side, so they're not going to be sending like ambassadors, like diplomatic ambassadors, like you know maybe you know politicians and stuff to to the uh, Olympics in Beijing, um, which takes place. It's Winter Olympics, isn't it, in Beijing? Is that when? When does it take place? It's soon. Late January, early yeah. February, I think next year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that yeah, and that and this is um, yeah, you know, good reasons for you know for doing that, isn't it, for boycotting yeah. the. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important that, I mean, it's just a diplomatic boycott, so the athletes still go down. I mean, it's important to basically show a strong principled message that you disagree with the human rights employed by China. Um, oh, it's nothing to do with that, Fisher. Although, it's nothing to do with that. There's just a party at uh, Downing Street that weekend. Oh, right. Yeah, and that week, yeah. so too much going and on. It's going to be cold as well, because it's Winter Olympics, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. If it was in the Bahamas, it wouldn't be boycotting it. No, no. They're just watching cool runnings all the time, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if it was, which is not true because it's Jamaica, obviously cool runnings, I know that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's good to have principles. It's good to be able to stand up to China, who don't have a very good human rights record, and say we're not going to send any diplomats. I mean, they're still going to send athletes, though, because it's still good to win gold medals, isn't it? I mean, you know, we don't want to lose out on the chance of doing that, but we'll not send diplomats there. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've seen in the news. Uh, did you see that? Uh, does the name James Beeks mean anything to you? Uh, it doesn't, no. No, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I've not really heard of him <laughs> until um, sort of last week or so. He's the American actor who was part of the Jesus Christ Superstar production 
uh, but he's now facing trial because he was involved in the American riots on the Capitol Hill building. Oh, is that um, when Trump? Is that when year. Trump um, incited riots? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering. You know, it was part of Jesus Christ Superstar, um, and he's being grassed up for appearing in that. I'm not sure who grassed him up. But I wonder whether it might have been Judas. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So. So there we go. So should we move on? Move on to the quiz. That's it. I mean, yeah, let's let's go with it. Poor James Beeks. Uh, well, I say not poor. If he was uh, involved in riots, and that's no good, is it? I mean, we've all got a cross to bear. Especially if he was appearing in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar at his various <laughs> times of his career. Sorry, a late joke chucking in there. Is that everything anyway? That's everything. Let's go. Oh, are you, we've got an advert, Fisher. So, do you remember Daryl? Is he back? We've managed to get his business back on. We, yeah, because he, he stopped advertising for a while, you know, due to the... Uh, you know the the sort of you know ending of sort of so, so many COVID support funds and stuff like that. Um, so Daryl's back. Had he been put in prison again? Probably, yeah, possibly. So he is an advert from from Daryl. He's got a new business now. Hello, sailor. It's me, Daryl. I'm back working in the shipping industry, trying to get on the gravy train as the cost of shipping goods from the other side of the world has shot through the roof. I've got a huge amount of experience on boats. I'm great at the oops upside your head dance and I spent three years in the Navy. I haven't always been a naval man though. I used to like boobs and legs originally. My experience in Navy was the best time of my life. It's just a shame that I was sacked after we were attacked by pirates and my response was to tunnel out. I love the lifestyle in the Navy though I'd often party in the weekend at Portsmouth and the streets were full of discharged seamen. If you need to get your good shipping over from China, then I'm your man. I've even gone to the effort of learning the language. Hello, it's Darrell, and I'm running a shipping business. So please get in touch to arrange your international trip. Don't leave a toilet as a ship that has held. Uh, oh dear. Oh no. Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. There's a couple of things we did miss, by the way, uh, that we didn't, we didn't, uh, we sort of forgot to mention. Um, by the way, Fisher, I, I don't want it, I'm, I'm sad to inform you that this podcast is struggling a little bit financially, and I'm going to have to sack you. Man, oh well. Now, obviously, I'm only joking, but if I was a um, a US employer, I think it was. Um, mm. Then I would have sacked you over Zoom just like that. Did you yeah. see that? I did. Nine hundred people. He sacked yeah. them over Zoom. Yeah. He said. He said. So if you're on this call, you've been sacked. Wouldn't you have thought? I tell you what. Those people who turn up late to the Zoom call, who aren't <laughs> planned, probably didn't get the yeah. message. And all, 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 to... all those that have like you know left the camera turned off and are actually in the next room with their feet up watching Netflix. Mm. Does that mean they're not sacked? <laughs> <laughs> they got away. They just carry on turning up and not realise yeah. for so long. Um, yeah, and, you know, it, so they, 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 they've apologised, apparently, for doing it that way, haven't they? But, you know, they, they, there's loads of other things they could do. They could have run a poll on Zoom. They could have done that. They could have put people into <laughs> breakout rooms and told them that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a vir- virtual version of the X Factor with sort of you going through to the next bit and you're not or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And if it was me, like, like I'm going to have to tell you that... Uh, so, what? 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 I got... I got... Uh, by the way, is my uh, pay sorted out for next? Okay, bye. 
you'd have, you'd have put it all on, wouldn't you, and like done something like that. So yeah, uh, and then the other thing is, yeah, I, I've I've heard apparently, I think the you remember the Swedish PM we mentioned last time who uh, kind of quit after one day, the first female uh, prime minister. Um, yeah. she she got a job back. Apparently. Yes, she did. After one day, she's uh, kind of formed government and back in charge. And that's one story about a female Scandinavian leader, and also the but also the Finnish prime minister. Um, yeah, being criticised for going out nightclubbing. I was going to say it's great that uh, all these uh, you know we're getting all these uh, you know Scandinavia as a as a sort of area of the world doing really well with their um, you know prime ministers, and they're getting females into these roles as well, ladies into these roles, and uh, of course uh, the first one. Step down after one day, and then the second one's getting into trouble for clubbing. Uh, but of course, yeah. the first one go, uh, who got into who had to step down after one day that was for sort of political reasons. But as expected, she's back in power again now, which is great. But yeah, the the Finnish PM, uh, yeah. So she said she's had to apologise for going clubbing after she apparently was aware that she'd been in contact with somebody who was who had COVID. Is that right? Yeah. And she got the she got the text message to self isolate through, but to a work mobile phone, right? And not to a personal mobile phone. So she went out with a personal mobile phone, not work <laughs> mobile phone. Actually, prime minister not carrying your work mobile phone on them. I know. Even if they are going out clubbing. Mm. Um, so I mean, imagine a prime minister getting involved in going to some kind of party. I mean, it's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? But it's a bit of a disappointing time. I That's it. Yeah, she's uh, you know she's probably ruined the chances of getting invited to the next Downing Street party. Yeah. Apparently, the two presenters of uh, the Finnish version of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here are just going to take the piss out of her now. Um, <laughs> That's so, it. Evening it, Prime Minister. It, it must be bad if, uh, like for Boris Johnson, if you've got, you know, Anton Deck taking the piss out of him, you know. Uh, and actually, quite, you know, and not even in a very lighthearted way, is it? it it's quite aggressive, the style of it, yeah. isn't it? And quite pretty much out there uh, saying. You know, the, the, in ter- terms of how they're approaching it, it's like he shouldn't be in that job sort of thing, really, is what they're, they're kind of nodding towards, aren't they, with that? I mean, it could be worse for, for uh, Boris Johnson. It could be Dick and Dom. You know, if it gets down to them, um, yeah. or even Sam and the other one, uh, with the, the next one's down after that. Sam and Mark. S- Sam and Mark, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what have you got, Fisher? What have I got? I've got, I, I've got a... I mean, when I started doing this quiz, it was... Um, I was reading up about MPs and second jobs, which you've mentioned a couple of times, and it made me just think that um, the MPs and the second jobs was kind of a bit like the expense scandal that we had sort of, when was that, 2008, I think, expenses, 2008, 2009 expenses scandal. So it kind of feels like it's going back a bit towards that. So I've got some questions on um, second jobs and then some about the expenses scandal. And then, obviously, because of today's news about parties, <laughs> I also thought I'd just slip a few questions in there about people having parties as well. So okay. we've got a bit of a broad spectrum today. So, MPs and second jobs. How much does former Transport Secretary Chris Grayling earn... Uh, sorry, how does former Transport Secretary Chris Grayling earn an extra £100,000 per year for around seven hours a week of work? Does he advise Barrington Freight on UK transportation matters or... He advises port company Hutchinson Port Europe on strategic matters. Okay. Now, I don't know if this is the same person or not, but I do remember... Yeah, it's the same person. <laughs> the, is it the one who, the person who, who who gave a contract to somebody who's got no boats? Yep, he gave a shipping contract to someone who's got no boats, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So this is, a couple, this is probably uh, back towards the start of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, 
it, well, it was in your quiz. It might have been before that that he actually did that. But yeah, he gave a big contract to a, a an organ a company or whatever to run a, a dock, and it turns out they had no boats or anything like that, didn't they? So, so this is yeah. Chris Grayling. So, and the first one was about advising a freight company. Now, freight is that yeah. generally like lorries, or could it be boats, and could it be anything that transports goods? Yeah. Could be boats, could be Planes. could be lorries, could be the stuff that goes on trains as well. Okay. I guess right on the rail network. Or oh, the second one is quite specifically what's ports. Ports. Let's go with the second yeah. one then, since there's that link there. Um, amazingly, he gets paid two hundred about two hundred seventy five pounds an hour to advise a port company. Well done. But what's his first bit of advice? Look, make sure you've got some boats. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to fall for that. I mean, yeah. It, Anyone can, any old idiot, and I'm an idiot, you know, can fall for this. They can give out a freight contract to do shipping to a company that doesn't own any boats. So just make sure you don't do it, please. Um, and that'll be, that'll be one hour's worth of my time, so that's £275, please. <laughs> Next up, Julian Smith. He was paid £60,000 a year. Well, he, was, he actually got a, he got a few second jobs that were paying him sixty grand a year, but which one specifically was paying him sixty grand a year? Was it for spending 20 hours a month advising a renewable energy firm or for spending 15 hours a month advising a think tank about issues involving the Irish border. Okay. So 20 hours a month's quite a long time, really, isn't it? If, you've, if you're also an MP and you might have other things on as well. well it's, it's about five hours a week, so yeah. it's kind of yeah, not, not a full working day. Hmm. I mean, there, there was something, wasn't that, I don't know if we've touched on it in the last podcast, there was at one point I think someone had said that uh, MPs should be limited to doing 16 hours a week, second job time. And without being too funny about it, 16 hours, that's, that's a lot. two full working days. Yeah. So that means if you work nine to five every Monday to Friday, then you're also doing your Saturday and Sunday. That's, you're not getting not mm. getting much time to themselves. These members of Parliament, you know, need no. a bit of time to relax and chill out. And, and that's kind of you know, yeah, and in th- that kind of didn't really take take into consideration the types of jobs they were doing. Because like we mentioned before, there are a lot of MPs who have second jobs, but actually a lot of those second jobs might actually be things like working in hospitals or healthcare mm. providers and, you know, you know, within councils or whatever, um, supporting pub- the public and stuff, not, not necessarily doing something private for, uh, you know, lots of financial gain and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm going to say, uh, you have to remind me on the, on the, on the, on the, on the thing again. Uh, so did he spend, it was, he got sixty grand a year. Did he spend? Did he uh, do twenty hours a month advising a renewable energy firm, or fifteen hours a month advising a think tank about issues involving the Irish border? Let's do the uh, Irish border one. I think there's been a lot of issues around that with Brexit and so on. A lot of it, it sounds like broken promises and yeah. And obviously, he's the former Northern Irish Secretary as well, isn't he? Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, that yeah, you're wrong. Oh. Next up, I think the highest earning, or I believe one of the highest earning um, second job MPs, Jeffrey Cox, um, appropriate surname. He was paid £920,000, I believe, last year for doing external work. How many hours did he do? Was it 1,023 or 705? Um, okay, I mean, it's probably still quite a decent wage for a lot of the, for, the, for those hours on either, on either one. So let's say it's the low one and it was the 700. 705? Yeah. Uh, you'll be correct. Well done. Uh, it, it was paid per hour. Do you, do you know what that works out at per hour, roughly? Um, it, no. Not without thinking about it too much. And I, I mean, that, brain won't work. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a bit of this. Uh, 
uh, £1,304 an hour. Right. <laughs> not, not bad work if you can get it. I mean, I think he works as a solicitor. I wouldn't fancy have to pay the bill for his work, really. Mm. I mean, and as I say, it did, yeah, 705 hours, which equates to uh, about th- yeah, 13, 14 hours a week, something like that. Which is not, which is, yeah, again, I think as we established earlier, is a reasonable amount of time, isn't it? Um, which, as I say, if you're doing actually sort of like, if you if you if you're a doctor or something like that, I mean, I probably wouldn't advocate that sort of someone came up to me and said, "I'm really sorry, you've got this terrible medical condition. We have got someone who can cure it, but unfortunately, he's a member of parliament now, so he can't perform the life-saving operation on you." Yeah, he's at a party. Um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with people like that still doing some of their important jobs. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not sure he needs to do 705 hours of work per week. Ian Duncan Smith, that person who said we can all live on like 20 quid a week. Um, what was he doing to earn himself an extra £45,000 a year? Was he in the Ian Duncan Smith's, the Smith's, Ian Duncan Smith's tribute band, as mentioned in the last I, episode? I don't think he was, but that would have been a great <laughs> extra little earner for him. But then he's, he'd probably object that he has to split it with another three or four people. Um, so what was he doing that got him an extra forty-five grand a year? Was he ad- advising two economic research think tanks or two healthcare companies? Okay. I would probably say, I mean, the the, the more obvious answer to me is the uh, economic one, if it's about money and finances and stuff, because he probably would have dealt with that more in his role as the Department for Work and Pensions Secretary, was it? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would say it was that one, um, but I might be surprised, and you might tell me, actually, no, it wasn't. It was the other one. It was the healthcare one. So let's go with the healthcare one. You'd be right. It was a healthcare one. Uh, next up, as I say, I've, I've jumped onto expenses just because, you know, that's like the, that was the original version of this sort of MP's mass scandal. So, um, yeah, we're jumping back to yesteryear and, uh, yeah, some of the scandals that were involved with MPs at the time. So, Al- Sir Alan Hazelhurst, what did he do? Did he spend £249 a month on garden expenses every month one year? Um, and that being £1 less than the required amount to submit receipts for the work that was done. So I think if you if you, if you had more than two hundred fifty pounds worth of work, you could just you could you have to submit um, receipts with it. Right. That's where you could claim without receipts for two hundred forty nine pounds, and he claimed two hundred forty nine pounds every single month. Or did he submit an expenses claim for one hundred eleven cans of baked beans as part of a shopping bill in March two thousand and seven? He paid the money back when it transpired he had only bought three cans of beans and had tallied them up incorrectly. <laughs> I was going to say maybe he was doing a uh, a bath of beans. Um, children in need yeah. event thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, then he 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 basically claimed two hundred forty nine because he he knew he wouldn't have to submit receipts for that, um, mm-hmm. because it was just a pound under the the thing where you've got to start submitting receipts. So basically, he could not have to mess about getting a receipt from a gardener or or whatever, or mm-hmm. actually in effect, in effect, he could not have had a gardener done it himself, but claimed that yeah. Ah, yeah. that, that's uh, very crafty, very naughty. Yeah. yeah. In fairness, he could have had he could have had five hundred pounds worth of work done that he paid out of his own pocket, but he only claimed two hundred forty nine pounds worth of it back potentially. Okay. We don't know. Or he could have not even had a garden, or his garden might have been terribly overgrown, or he might have, he might have paid exactly two hundred forty nine pounds every single month for gardening services. All right. Who knows? And then the other one was uh, the beans miscalculation. He claimed for loads of beans. Actually, he only needed to claim for three tins, and he 
recalibrate recalculated it and stuff. Let's well, go. He, yeah. he wrote down one. He wrote, he wrote down one 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 because he got three cans uh. and had tallied them off. But unfortunately, someone thought it was one hundred eleven cans. Mm. See if he'd have bought. It's a good job he didn't like buy you know five tins because mm. he might have claimed expenses for a garden and gate. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fitted by a gardener who only charged him two hundred forty nine pounds a month for services. Let's say it's the it's the gardening expenses. I reckon you'll be correct. Well done. Uh, in, interestingly, all the second job ones that I mentioned were all Tories, um, as I believe was um, Alan Hazelhurst. But we're on to a Liberal Democrat, Sir Menzies Campbell. Um, what did he do during the expenses scandal? Was it he claimed nearly £4,700 for parking, in spite of the fact he had access to a free car park under the House of Commons? Or he claimed mileage of nearly £4,300, in spite of the fact that he didn't drive? Right. Um, I'm guessing he, if it was the one that he didn't drive, I'm guessing he was claiming it for his uh, him to be driven or something by somebody. Maybe he had like a he could claim he had a chauffeur or something like that. I, I believe that was his excuse, yes, that his wife was driving him elsewhere. Mm. Or the other one, uh, he was claiming for a car park, even though, or for parking expenses and, you know, things like that, even though he, he could park right there for free. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say... I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that the scandal would have been that he was near yeah. the centre of London. I mean, I, w- I, would have, I wouldn't expect him to park in the House of Commons if he had a meeting in Glasgow. Mm. Right, I'm going to say it's the it is the second one, and it's the he doesn't even drive, but he claimed for driving expenses. Uh, no, it was that um, it was the car parking. <laughs> Next up, another Liberal Democrat, Lem- Lembit Opic. Remember Lembit Opic? R- name rings a bell, yeah. Yeah. What did he do? Did he try to build a tax base three hundred and forty nine pounds from the Xbox that was being located in his second home? It was rejected for not being essential. Or tried to build a taxpayer for the removal of a wall in his flat. It was rejected for not being essential. Um, I think they presumably said that you can still have that wall up, you know, and, and not knock it so down. So the removal of a wall or, yeah. an, or an Xbox at his second home sort of thing or his second apartment, wherever he worked from, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so both definitely could be deemed not essential. Yeah, uh, I think you can get like a television for you. Yeah. Second down. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to get an Xbox. Yeah, you could just take your What's Xbox in... with you. Yeah, it's not that yeah. difficult, I mean, is it? Yeah, I mean you can you can like watch the news on television and learn things. Playing on Xbox is not really that essential for members of parliament. Uh, but is it, I don't I don't know much about the like I said other than hearing his name. Was he a young? Is it is he? Was he young MP? It or? was it was it was a younger MP. It was probably one of these MPs that was quite popular. So probably appeared on Have I Got News for You quite often on various TV programs. But he probably is most famous for some of his girlfriends. All right, okay. Um, and he used to go out originally. I think he was an MP in Wales. He used to go out with Sean Lloyd. Can you remember Sean Lloyd, the yeah. weather girl? Oh, I think so, yeah. And then he split up with her and then went out with one of the cheeky girls, I think, didn't he? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which could be a, could be a question for a different quiz. but Cheeky, cheeky. Mm. Yeah. Um... I don't know which one he went out with. Um, to be fair, he might not know which one he went out with. Uh, right, okay. I reckon it was the so, Xbox then. I think. And locked in Xbox. Yep. Yep. You would be wrong. <sighs> um, he paid to try and have a wall knocked down in what I believe was his second home in London. 
uh, it was rejected because it wasn't essential. The the sort of people looked at it said, well, actually, can you know, might be better to save the taxpayer a bit of money and keep the wall up if that's all right. Um, do you know what his response was? Um, he said that this, a very early leveling up. He said he tried to save the taxpayer money by paying a builder from the north to come down and do it <laughs> right. instead of paying London wages. And he also let the builder sleep in the place where he was knocking the wall down. Um, which well, I suppose he would have had some privacy before the wall was down. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if it was an external wall who's yeah. knocked it straight through. <laughs> um, so there we go. Next up, um, Member of Parliament, Sir Michael Spicer, uh, knighted for services to the room next door, perhaps. He was, I think, I think a different person. I'm assuming <laughs> a different person. Um, what did he claim for? Uh, was it £620 for the installation of a chandelier? Or £430 for an antique toilet roll holder. Now, if he's watched Only Fools and Horses, then he, he obviously yeah. going to a professional um, is advisable and probably quite mm. expensive. So can see that being the case. Or oh, the second one was a, an antique toilet roll holder. Yes, an antique toilet roll holder. Okay. Um, Have you got an antique toilet roll holder? Uh, no, I've just got sort of a window so the toilet roll will go on or whatever. Mm. Or just a normal toilet roll holder. Or just your wife. Yeah. You just stand and hold it for you. Yeah. You are talking about toilet roll, aren't you? Yeah. Um, what about your toilet roll holders? <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, pretty standard. They're, they're, they're going out of fashion a bit, toilet roll holders, aren't they? People just kind of have them on them spike things now. On spike? On those, like, yeah, on those stick things that you just put them yeah. on. And then, put loads of them on there. Yeah, or just don't, I don't know, they're not as popular as they used to be. Mm. Going out of fashion. Yeah. So no, yeah. I, I have mine. I have a, I have a Victorian, uh, a model of a Victorian lady with a, a, a big puffed out dress, and I put that <laughs> over the toilet roll. That's why. <laughs> I think my grand still got one of them. Um, yeah, let's go with it's. I'm going to go with the first one. It's the chandelier. Chandelier, correct. Well done. Next up, Oliver Letwin. What did he claim for? Was it for, and this is the last one on the expenses, by the way, Oliver Letwin, did he claim £1,595 for an outdoor play area in his second home to be used by his grandchildren? Or did he claim £2,145 on his second home to replace a leaking pipe under his tennis court? Oh, okay. Um, hmm. So second home, either applying, some, you know, applying for some expenses to cover... An outdoor play area for his kids or for a tennis court that had a leak underneath it. Uh, yeah, grand, grandkids, but yeah. Yeah, grandkids. Same, same okay. difference, really. Yeah. Let's go. I think it's going to... I'm going to go for the most outrageous one. I'm going to go to the tennis court one. Uh, it was tennis court expenses, yes. <laughs> Next up, we've got a, th- a few ones about parties. So, can you remember Prince Harry partying in Vegas? Yes. Can you remember what happened? Is it the one where he? It, I might be wrong. Was it the fancy dress party? No, it wasn't no. The fancy dress party. That was in the UK. Okay. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. When it comes to infamous parties, he's got uh, the dressed as a Nazi one. But also, he was at a party at Vegas. They played some kind of strip poker or something, and ended up ended up without any clothes on. Someone took a picture of it, and it's ended up in a lot of newspapers. Do you remember that? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Whilst obviously it's met with outrage in the British press, the Americans, particularly the American troops, uh, quite liked it. What did they nickname him afterwards? Was it Elvis or Sinatra? Oh, I thought you were going. I thought you were going to put ginger nuts in there or something like no. that. Um, 
Ginger nuts or curly whirly. <laughs> um, so you're saying Elvis? What are you saying, Elvis or Sinatra? So I think I think the gist of it was that he was kind of a bit of a international party boy, playboy, and well, like Elvis would have been, or like Frank Sinatra would have been. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to go Elvis. Elvis, you'd be correct. Well done. Next up, Freddie Mercury. Do you remember any Freddie Mercury's parties? Uh, um, I, I, I've heard a story that, uh, and this might be part of your question, so I don't want to ruin it, but apparently, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, uh-huh. You sure? Well, apparently, allegedly, at his parties he hired small people, um, mm-hmm. dwarves, to walk around with plates of sandwiches and stuff on their heads or drinks on their head and stuff like that. <laughs> it is even more outrageous than that. Actually, <laughs> I, I believe they've got bowls of cocaine on their heads. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, some of these big celebrities. I don't have to blow the lid on it, but some of these big celebrity parties, they take drugs as opposed to just having sandwiches. You know, oh, it was absolutely crackers that party. We had um, we had baguettes instead of just normal <laughs> sliced bread. Oh, mental. <laughs> so yeah, Freddie Mercury. What was he celebrating in 1978 at an event at New Orleans where nude girls wearing body paint served drinks and dwarfs walked around with bowls of cocaine strapped to their head. Was it his 35th birthday or Halloween? And when was this again, sorry? Uh, 1978. What month? Uh, 1978. <laughs> it was either the same month he was born in or in October. Are they the same month? I've got absolutely no idea. Right, okay. Uh, right, um, okay. What I can confirm is that... In 1978, he was about 35, and also in 1978, there was also Halloween. Right. So I reckon, uh, no, I reckon it would have been his birthday as opposed to Halloween. I think. I think he was probably more into. I don't think he would have been as bothered about. I, I don't. It's just a guess. He might have loved it, but I reckon it was. I don't think he was. I don't think he sat. I don't think. I don't know. I don't, I don't seem to think he would have fussed with Halloween. So I'm gonna go birthday. Uh, you'd be wrong. It was. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it was an interesting party. There was uh, someone there who was a gaunt character with all the scraggy old uh, wizened hair, but it turned out just to be Brian May. <laughs> so. uh, and finally, finally, next up, uh, after winning the 2005 Ashes, do you remember the England cricket team went on a serious bender after the 2005 Ashes? They had a bus tour through central London and yep. kind of staggered out of 10 Downing Street. Uh, England cricketer Freddie Flintoff uh, when he'd been asked what he'd had to eat, what was his response? Did he say, yes, I've eaten a cigar, or <laughs> I've eaten a curry, but I threw it up into a bucket? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with the cigar one, because it's a bit more random for you to have made that one up, but it's quite easily something that a very drunk, hungover, slightly dizzy, out of it, Freddie Flintoff would have... I nearly said Freddie Mercury then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would have said yeah, different party entirely <laughs> um so cigar uh, you'd be correct well done good. i think i actually saw a t- tweet from freddie flintoff or someone else today uh mocking the uh that that event with something like there wasn't a party we didn't see it and it was a picture of yeah. them two leaving downing street or something like that so yeah very good well thanks very for good. that fisher enjoyed that no problem thank you very much good episode jimba
Thank you, everyone, for watching, watching live, listening, however you're engaging in it or whatever. Thank you once again. Um, look after yourselves. Follow the rules or don't if you don't want to. If you don't, there's no consequences by the sounds of it. Yeah. It'll not get, it, you'll not get investigated by the police because anything they investigate will have to be retrospective. They won't do that. Yeah. And um, if you do, if you, you know, if you, if, if you do, you can sort of say, well, have you actually, you know, dealt with the issues at number 10 yet? Mm. Anyone, anyone yeah. faced any consequences there? You know, well, we, we would, on a serious moral point of view, follow the rules. Yeah, stay home, save lives. If you don't, you might end up being prime minister, and we don't <laughs> want that, do we? Exactly. So, yeah, please do get in touch at Waste of Web Space and all the other usual places, Facebook and all that. I put a video on, by the way, for for our song that we had uh, today. Our ain't no party like a Tory club party. There's actually a little video that goes with it. It's on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all that. So have a look at it on there. And also, me and Fisher did some uh, advent calendar videos last year. I've been as often as I can trying to repost them and recycle mm-hmm. our old material. You know, because that's what we're all about, right? Recycling these days, isn't it, Fisher? Exactly. So if, Being sustainable. So if you hated them last year, you get to hate them all over again. Yeah. I mean, this episode 107, it's just a complete carbon copy. Well, actually, not, not, not a carbon <laughs> copy. You're not allowed that sort of stuff nowadays. <laughs> it's exactly the same as episode 35, I think. We're just using the same material again, yep. um, putting it straight back over the top of my phone. That's it. So, and uh, I, I, in, in many ways, it feels like we could have just used this this, this time last year's episode, couldn't we, really? Mm. Didn't we finish um, on, was it, the, I think it might have been the last bit of the advent calendar that we did. And we jokingly said, "Yeah, we hope you have a fantastic year." And I said, "Yeah, have a great 2022." And he said, "No, no, it's 2021." So, no, we think we think next year is just going to be the same as last as this year. So, you know, it's going to be rubbish again. So, yeah, have a good one in two years' time. I suppose it's been a very a very slight improvement. I suppose, hasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. There have been a, a fair few ups and downs though. And uh, we will. I'm sure we'll be back before Christmas. I think we, we will. will we? We'll squeeze in another episode. We want to do it to try and do it together, don't we? If we're allowed. Yes. To. Yeah. Right. So we make sure that we accidentally pass COVID to each other before Christmas, so yep. it ruins both of our Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Take care. See you again soon. See you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>